Welcome back to the AFW College Podcast, where we love bringing you encouraging content to help you follow Jesus faithfully during your college years. My name is Jordan, and I am back again one last time, probably not one last time. I'm sure we'll be calling Graydon up pretty quickly uh, for more of these conversations. But uh, for now, one last time. This is the very last one. I, I will never come back. Yeah. <laughs> He's retiring. This is his, his swan song. Uh, Graydon Jones, youth pastor here at Antioch, Fort Worth, to talk through some theology. Graydon, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Yeah, I love talking about theology. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to be on here with you, Jordan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that this podcast is uh, is going to hit the the top ten soon. Yeah, just watch, just just wait for it. Uh, yeah, uh, with guests like you, Graydon, you never know. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> in hey, spite in spite of guests like me, in spite of yeah. the guest list, uh, the host really carries this podcast. That's true. That. That's true. Um, hey, we have been uh, what has it been four parts of yep. this conversation I so far, so, yeah. um, where we have just been talking about some of the big theological. Uh, you know, pillars, these these big conversations um, surrounded by theology and the Christian faith and Jesus and, and the character of God and uh, his plan for redemption of the entire world. You know, so we've taken on some Come pretty on. big topics. Come I don't on. know. I'm getting stirred uh, up all over yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, and uh, all just to to bless you and, and get you kind of um, thinking through these things so you can have that that kind of solid, um, that solid faith that you can stand on. Uh, and so that kind of brings us to this last topic that, uh, Graydon, you've been really led, you feel like, to, to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this conversation of doubts, right? Uh, even as we're, we've been talking about these conversations, you might have uh, been you know, little, little things have been dropped in these questions that you're unsure about, uh, you know, you know, what does that, what does that say about God? If that is true, or, um, how does God really feel about this? Or how can you feel about this when, when that doesn't seem to be the moral way to think about things mm-hmm. today, uh, in 21st century United States, you know, um, these things that are, can be real stumbling blocks in your faith and can, uh, have led others even just to completely forsake the faith, forsake the church, forsake their brothers and sisters, forsake Jesus, uh, yeah. and walk away and pursue uh, different things in life. And you, uh, I know this is something you're really passionate about, Graydon, so why do, why do you think it's so important to finish this this conversation on theology with the conversation about doubts? Yeah, yeah, we're kind of taking a little turn here, right? We've been mm-hmm. talking about faith uh, and and theology, and, and it kind of feels a little bit like a U-turn here to be talking about yeah. doubts. And yet yeah. I think it's, it's really, it's gotta be a conversation that's always close by mm-hmm. when we talk about theology. Uh, because I don't, I don't expect people to listen to a few podcasts and think, okay, I'm just going to take everything that you said and right. say, I believe it all the way. Yes. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I think we've got to talk about doubts and really this comes out of what happened a few years ago for me. Um, mm-hmm. I got really, disheartened and tired of hearing the same story over and over and over. So I know you've heard it too. Prominent Christian or child of prominent Christian Mm -hmm. leaves the faith, right? Like that's a headline that comes out quite often. And, and I started to read all the, and even personally friends, right? Leaving, leaving Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing a pattern that it seemed like every time that happened, they, there was a reason that they left um, that had to do with, doubts. And yeah. and they started to say things, almost every single person says something like this. They used to say, but we never talked about 
fill in the blank. Yeah. Right. What about fill in the blank? They always were saying at church, we just never talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been things like, you know, science and faith. How do those things work together yeah, yeah. or violence in the old Testament? Or mm-hmm. what about hell? What about homosexuality? What about miracles? What about women and church leadership? Right. They yeah. had a long laundry list of things that they felt like their church did not talk about. Yeah. So I decided at that moment that I never wanted to contribute to someone leaving the faith because we didn't talk about their doubts. Yeah. Uh, as a youth pastor, I didn't want to raise up youth who someday leave because we didn't talk about something. Yeah. They may leave the faith because they disagree about what we talk about, but I never want them to leave because we just didn't. Right. Right. That to Uh me, that's out of bounds. I'm like, as a pastor, um, as a church leader, we have to engage these, these topics Mm -hmm. and these real legitimate questions and doubts. Um, you know, I was a major in religion in college and Mm -hmm. I watched people leave Christianity, leave the faith, uh, because they started to study the Bible and Christianity in a way that they didn't when they were growing up. Yeah. It led to a lot of questions, a lot of uh, cognitive dissonance, right? And so rather than making their faith richer and more complex, the doubts were too much to overcome. And what I think often happened was that they did it alone. They went through that journey alone. Um, And I don't think that has to be our story. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even just talking about doubts, I, I... if you're listening to this, you've probably experienced doubts because if you look at a couple starts from stats from Barna, mm-hmm. um, two thirds of Christians have experienced doubts. Yeah, and I'd say a third of Christians then are maybe downplaying. I was that. gonna say that sounds really low, to right? Me. I yeah, mean, it's like a lot of people are experiencing doubts, and yet we often feel isolated in that. We mm-hmm. think I can't bring this up, I can't talk about this. Yeah, um, and even a, a one fourth of Christians are currently experiencing doubts. Yeah, so not just like oh yeah, I used to have a doubt about that, but I worked through it. Uh, no, like uh, like one in four Christians are currently experiencing a doubt that's actually making it hard to follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, and we should think about that when we're at church, like a fourth of these people might really be going through something very hard. Yeah. Um, and almost half of Christians actually stopped attending church when they experienced doubt, like 45%. Yeah. Um, Hmm. this tells me that we have work to do as Christians, as church leaders, uh, because rather than the church being a place where doubters have to stay away, the church should be a place where doubts are discussed yeah. and it's brought into the light and we can encourage one another yeah. and walk together even in our differences and disagreements. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening, you may have doubts about God's existence, about the reliability of the Bible, about social issues, right? And that's okay. Um, yeah. And so the question is, then what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we do with our doubts? And I, I've got a few. I've got a few thoughts about that. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think just as we enter in this conversation, I think just know our goal here. Yeah, is just to let you know that you're not alone in these doubts. Yeah, amen. You know, um, and like you're not uh, you're not condemned by your doubts either. Amen. Uh, that it's not a a reason to feel shame or um, to flee the presence of your you know your brothers and sisters and like yeah. um, man you're fellow Christians to just surround you with love when you when you have questions and um, it's the job of the church to, to come together and and figure out these tough questions and what they yeah, mean for good. us and um, so so we just want to make sure you're not you're not hiding from these things so amen um, yeah and I think a, a question that often comes up is is uh, is doubting a sin 
Right. Right. Because it, we emphasize faith. And so sometimes it feels like doubt is actually a sin. And, and I would, I would push back on that idea hmm. and say that it's not necessarily uh, a sin to doubt. Right. And we think about Jesus. He was tempted uh, in mm. the wilderness and wow. a temptation is a sort of doubt, right? Because yeah. if you're tempted, it means you actually are considering two different options, right? Right. And so there's mm-hmm. a level of doubt. Yeah, we have Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane asking the Father, if, if there's any other way, I yeah. want to do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a level of doubt there of, uh-huh. do I really need to do this? Um, and so if we see it in Jesus, we're definitely going to see it in ourselves. And it's not, it's, it's not a sin to doubt. Um, so I, I, you know, I want to say that you're not alone and you're not like a bad Christian if you are doubting. Uh, In fact, you're a very normal Christian if you're doubting. Mm -hmm. So I've got a few, a few thoughts here about what do we do with our doubts? How do we get through this? Mm -hmm. Um, and the first one is just ask Jesus questions. Okay. Ask Jesus questions. So Jesus had this knack for asking really good questions and he actually, um, is notorious for this. In the Gospels, uh, Jesus was asked 183 direct questions, mm-hmm. um, and he only directly answered three times. Wow. So Jesus was that guy. He was the yeah. guy that answered a question with a question. In fact, 167 times he responded with a question. Wow. Like, how are you? I don't know. How are you? Yeah. Right? He's, <laughs> Jesus was that guy. Um, so here's the thing. Jesus was more interested in relationship than right answers. Yeah. So even mm. the people who had the right answers sometimes left disappointed because Jesus would challenge them to go farther and deeper. Because it wasn't about the right, the rightness of your answer. Yeah. It was about whether or not you engaged with Jesus in relationship in the midst of that moral quandary or in the midst of, of that questioning process. Yeah. Uh, Jesus had all the right answers. He could have answered all the questions with the right answer, mm. but he didn't do that. He wanted us, he wanted those who were asking, he wanted them to arrive at the, the right answer right. through relationship. Mm-hmm. And so he would draw things out of them that they didn't even know that they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a that's an important thing. So when we're going through doubts, I think we need to learn to ask good questions, yeah. to ask the kind of questions that Jesus asks. Um, because I think that doubts become overwhelming if if we're asking the wrong questions, right? If we're asking bad questions, yeah. uh, it, doubts can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I actually have a professor that says, uh, if you ask the Bible bad questions, it'll give you bad answers. Hmm. So it's kind of like yeah. uh, an example would be like playing the guitar. Uh, if you don't know how to play guitar and you play bad chords, it's going to sound bad too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a trained hand playing the guitar and you and you give it a good chord, it's going to sound great. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when we ask simplistic or one sided or just you know, really looking, looking for the Bible to justify us. We ask that type of question to the Bible and we pull a verse out here and there. It's really not what the Bible was made for. Mm. It really might just spit back out a bad answer. Yeah. Um, it, because when we pull a verse here and there, we're pulling it out of the story. Yeah. Like there's one big story. And, and when we isolate one verse here and say, well, that's the truth forever. Um, we've really kind of abused the Bible a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we ask things like, what should I do in this very particular situation? The Bible really doesn't ask that type of question. The Bible asks questions like, well, how did you end up in that situation in the first place? Hmm. What is your life purpose? Mm. Who are you anyway? Yeah, yeah. Right? What what kind of person are you? And 
what would the world be like if everyone was like you? Wow. How can we prevent this situation from actually ever happening again in society? Mm. Right. These are the types of questions that the Bible wants to ask. Yeah. Um, and so when we treat the Bible as a really simple handbook for answering my questions, um, that's just a very individualistic, consumeristic, Oof. therapeutic way yeah. to look at the Bible. Mm. So the Bible is complex. It's a story. And we can't just pull quotes to justify our beliefs. And when we do that, we're actually setting ourselves up for doubts. Yeah. Right. We're, we're basically just kicking our doubts down the road a little bit yeah. until we're more bought in to kind of a false way to look at the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and so we, that's, that's how you see people, you know, later on in their twenties and thirties say, Oh my gosh, I built my foundation on this faith and now it's all wrong. Right. They didn't get there overnight. They got there over uh, years and years of actually looking at the Bible in the way it wasn't meant to be looked at. And yes. it's, it's not necessarily their fault. They were probably discipled in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if we look at the Bible a different way uh, and we really engage with Jesus in relationship with good Jesus questions, uh, we're really helping ourselves out, avoid that that doubt, that question that makes it all crumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Even like when we look at the Bible as all literal, um, uh, then we kind of miss out on some parts are very figurative, actually, mm. like very uh, like art, you know, poetry. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but if we build our whole faith on the idea that the Bible is all literal, um, then we are building a a tower that maybe might come cr- crashing down. Wow. When we realize that, like, no, the Psalms maybe are not all literal because we mm. don't look at poetry like that as all literal. Um, Some parts of the Bible are prescriptive, meaning it's telling all people in all times what to do, but some things are just descriptive. It's it's just describing something that happened, but not necessarily encouraging us to do the same thing. Hmm. Um, So when we go to the Bible in the middle of our doubts, I think we need to get ready to ask Jesus questions. And in that place, we're going to encounter Jesus in the scripture, not just get our answer and then run. Yeah. Right. Not just, okay, I got what I needed. Now I'm out of here. Mm. Um, I think if we resisted right answers, but we focused on a continual journey of good questions, that's discipleship. Mm. That is getting to know Jesus. And, and it may be hard because you're like, no, I just want the right answer. But that's not necessarily what Jesus wants for you. He actually is more interested in relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about the disciples. And if you, if you can contrast the disciples and like the Pharisees in Jesus's time, they're both people who had tons of questions, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. Pharis- the Pharisees are always coming at Jesus with questions. The disciples always coming to Jesus with their questions. But you see the Pharisees come in with like, uh, we're going to expose this guy who yeah. doesn't actually know God uh, versus the disciples who have seriously real questions and maybe an equally uh, like untuned vision of who God is. Uh, but the disciples are coming with the heart of humility and the Pharisees are coming with the heart of uh, accusation and anger. Um, I might butcher this quote, I, but there's a, a Tim Keller quote that I have on a post-it on my wall, and it says, like, <laughs> the, uh, the God that your heart most desperately needs is the God that your heart didn't create. You know? Oh, wow. Uh, the, the God that you need is uh, the God presented in the Bible, you know, void of whatever you've already told yourself who God is. Uh, and so if you come with God, come to God with questions and you're not trying to like fit God, how can you, uh, how can you believe this thing that you say in the Bible when I know that you're this, but really come in at the Bible as like 
God, I this is how I'm going to know who you are. Uh, coming to yeah. prayer, this is how I know who you are. Yeah. Uh, not not you know you have to be this 21st century version of uh, justice and peace. Yeah. And then I need to figure out how what you say in the Psalms fit into what I've already said that you are. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's it's almost like we need to let the words of Scripture shape us, mm-hmm. uh, and and that the story of Scripture shape us, rather than starting in our own question and then making the Bible fit into that. Yeah. Um, and you and you can think about the the different postures of those in the Gospels who asked Jesus questions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the the Pharisees who were just trying to trap or or get that one right answer. Uh, but then you think about the the Mark nine, the guy in the crowd who who's saying, "I believe, but help my unbelief." Yes. Right? Yeah. That's a that's a very healthy way of expressing doubt. Mm-hmm. I believe, but but help my unbelief. Yeah. Right. And that's where Jesus comes in and, and starts doing miracles. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a it's a we need to ask Jesus questions. That's a posture for us. So good. Um, my second thought here is that we have to bring those things into community. So the second point is just conversations in community. We have to bring our doubts into our community yeah. so that these Jesus questions are not just me and God, but also between me and my people. Mm-hmm. And this is a really vulnerable step um, because it requires that we, you know, bring stuff into the light, mm-hmm. uh, that we create safe places for people to share and question and doubt without judgment or exclusion or just dismissiveness, right? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's a dumb question. Yeah. Right? That shouldn't be something that's said uh, in the church. No. So, and, and this is why, you know, in the youth ministry, we talk about doubts and controversial topics every year in the youth ministry. Mm. So we're, we're trying to create a safe place within the church to talk about hard things. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing that should help maybe with this vulnerability is that, uh, you know, you're not alone. And we've already said that, right? The, mm-hmm. the How many Christians are walking through doubts right now? Mm-hmm. You are not alone. And actually, many people are experiencing the same doubt that you are. And so when we bring it into community, mm-hmm. submitted to the leadership and the lordship of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you just might be surprised that other people have walked through what you're walking through. Yeah. Um, and when we don't stuff our doubts and we don't ignore them, mm-hmm. we don't try to get through them alone, um, we have a lot better shot of finding Jesus in the journey journey rather than just, um, being, being sad, like, and being hurt and being tired getting through these, these questions. Um, so please talk to somebody about your doubts. Um, this is what community is for is to walk together, even in our hardest moments. Um, you know, around here, we usually say that theology is best done in conversation Mm -hmm. because none of us can see the whole picture on our own. We need each other. We need Jesus in each other, yeah. right? Um, and we need the covering of the church to go through the journey of doubt. Uh, this is part of reading the Bible well. Um, this is part of doing community, being the church. Mm-hmm. We don't go to the Bible to get little, you know, weapons, little yes. verse weapons, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. to defeat the opposing view. Uh-huh. Um, no, we, we read the Bible together and, mm-hmm. and we encounter Jesus through it. Yeah. And I think that's that's so important. I mean, right now, as we're talking about this, uh, it's summertime and students have just gone home. But this is this is applicable all the time um, when you're, you know, when you've been surrounded by these believers with these strong faiths that have really stirred you up. Uh, and then you find yourself alone. And I mean, ser- like it can really be the smallest question. You know, it yeah. can be it can be something so small and even something with like a, 
uh, an answer that's not too far off, you know, but, but it, it can just like mess up your heart where you're just, uh, all of a sudden you're, uh, just one little question turns into a question about, uh, the character of God, is he good? And then yeah. it turns into like, is God even real? And then it, it can get you in all these kinds of things if you're by yourself. If you think yeah. you're just gonna uh, sit at your, you know, sit in your quiet time and and figure this out. Or uh, there's this one podcast that I just need to listen to by myself, and it'll it'll explain all this to me, and then I yeah. I know what I'm, I'll, you know, I, I'll know what's true, um, you know, and that that can happen. I, that can happen, but it won't always happen and yeah. and it'll happen probably a lot quicker, a lot healthier and um in a way that that brings you even closer to Jesus if you're doing that with people who you love and who love you and that you trust. You know, I think again, we we just start stop talking about um the church and kind of how it's so countercultural to like the individualistic um kind of faith that that we have and you know, a lot of us think that where our growth is going to take place is just um, in that, you know, at that desk where you're just writing or, or reading all the time. They think of like these these great pastors or whoever as like these these lonely geniuses who are <laughs> just like sitting, uh, being contemplative all the time and mm. just, just figuring out all this truth just through meditation and prayer and stuff, which again, can totally happen, but it's not, it's not always going to happen. Yeah. And, and a lot of times the question that you have is easily answered by the brother who had that same question a year ago, yeah, uh, yeah, or the totally. sister who uh, who struggled with that for a long time until yeah. God revealed some kind of truth to them, and God revealed that truth to them probably for you and yeah, you know amen. to bless you for uh, for the struggles that you have. So to, man, just don't we can't bottle these things up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it, it's so so much healthier just bringing in the light. And that's why, even as a church, we have to be people who love those with doubts and uh, who minister to those with doubts. Amen. Yeah, and and I think that's for that's a word for all of us in in the areas where we do have faith, right? The areas where mm-hmm. we are, we've walked through it. It's like, man, we need to create safe places for conversation to happen. Yeah, uh, we need to not freak out when when someone shares something and you're thinking what you you have a doubt about that right no that's that's not how we react you know we don't hold people at arm's length yeah. when they open up to us no we do conversation we get around the table yeah. together mm-hmm. and we walk through hard stuff Amen. even if it doesn't get resolved right even right. if we leave the conversation and the person is still doubting mm-hmm. uh we don't hold them at, at arm's length right yeah. we embrace totally. uh, because that's who we are amen and and that's really the last the last thing i have to say here is um the third point is this learn to live in the tension this is the hard one. <laughs> yeah. This is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. Yeah. All of this, all the doubts, they create tension mm-hmm. uh, because, because conversations and asking good questions, they don't, you'll notice that they don't actually resolve the doubt mm. uh, because there is no one size fits all answer to any doubt. Right. So yeah. if you're saying, no, I just, I just want to know what to do. Well, I, I mean, I can give you a thought on anything, but that's, that may not be the answer for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you need to go on a journey with Jesus and that involves tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to learn how to live in the tension. Um, because Listen, there are some doubts that can be resolved, but there are also some doubts that linger and that are maybe a mystery. 
Um, right. So I think we can have confidence in things like the reality of miracles, mm-hmm. uh, about Jesus's existence on planet Earth, uh, yeah. about the things that he said, uh, the ability for science and faith to work together, these things. Yeah, yeah. we can mm-hmm. resolve these things. I really believe that. Um, but there are some things that are a mystery. And that God doesn't just resolve it all for us because, you know, again, his pursuit is relationship, a Mm -hmm. journey of trusting and learning with Jesus and community. Um, And so we have to learn to live in the tension rather than pretending that there is no tension at all. Yeah. That's, that's a life of pretending and play acting. And I'm not interested in that. Um, so just like Christianity doesn't promise health, wealth, and happiness, it also doesn't promise answers to every question. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have to continue to walk together and be shaped together. Um, so really here's the kind of the conclusion here. I just, I really want to say clearly it's okay to have doubts. Yeah. Okay. You can be a faithful Christian faith, faithful Christian and experience doubts. Mm -hmm. You can have a rich and strong faith while having doubts. So faith is more than just intellectual belief, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just the ability to never doubt. It's actually about allegiance to Jesus, no matter what, Yeah. even in the tension, even in the doubts. So you can have faith even as you doubt, uh, because it's about a full embodied allegiance to Jesus. Yes. Um, so, Hey, if you're listening and you're struggling with a doubt, uh, in any area, I really highly encourage you to reach out to somebody this week. Um, acknowledge the tension, create some conversation and start asking Jesus questions. And I really think you'll start to learn, grow and transform along that journey. Yeah. Amen. Uh, just the scripture that comes to mind as we're talking about this, uh, is from first Peter one. Um, and it's talking about the church and it's, and it's sufferings and it's persecution, but I think it, it goes along with this and it talks about, um, it talks about the testing of your faith. And, you know, Peter writes like these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Mm-hmm. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed in the world. And it's just Amen. like, if if the same way gold has to be purified, you know, that means that potentially if, if you have faith, I think all of us probably have faith that that needs some refinement, right? It yeah. needs some some pressure on it, some Absolutely. heat on it, so that the things that uh, are not from God, these things that we've attached to our faith, can melt off. And I think a lot of time the the refinement comes through questions, uh, mm-hmm. which is why it's it's not something that we should be ashamed of. Uh, and I'm not usually one that likes to like say like, oh, rejoice in your sufferings. You're becoming more like Jesus. You know, like <laughs> uh, though it's true, it's a lot of times not what you want to hear yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. when you're going through suffering. But also like just your your questions truly truly are opportunities for your faith to be made stronger amen amen uh, and for your relationships with others to be made stronger and and really i mean god god works through these things um and he answers questions i mean there's never been there was never a character in the bible who was just like i understand it and I, <laughs> now that i understand it i can follow you completely yeah and yeah. uh and i'm set you know i uh, they've always, they're always learners. They're always people asking questions and there's always a new lesson that God has wanted to teach all of them. Amen. That's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just hear that, hear that again, just that so you're not alone in your doubts and, um, your questions are, are valuable and they're valid and you should ask someone you trust, you know, um, 
ask uh, ask one of us. You know, we're here. Ask your members of your life group. You know, um, and do your own research too. There's nothing wrong with doing your own research. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but just don't don't sit on them. Don't don't just try to to push them down. Uh, bring them to light. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, uh, and here's an easy way. If you have questions, you can email them straight to me. Uh, you can email just whatever, whether it's on the topic of doubts, any of the other topics we've talked about during this series. Um, you can email them to jordan at antiochfortworth.com, and we would love to get those answered for you to the best of our ability, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you can see some of that, uh, that refinement of your faith that we so desperately need. Uh, Graydon. One final thank you. Again, probably not a final thank you. So when you see in a couple weeks, there's like a Theology 101 Part 6. Don't be shocked (laughs) that Graydon is back here uh, teaching us a little bit about theology. But um, you've been such a blessing to us. Uh, If this is the first one of these that you've listened to, we we highly encourage you to go back, scroll a little bit through this feed, and you'll find more Theology 101 podcasts. They're so, so important. Uh, Really test test your knowledge, test your uh, your thinking mind your your feeling heart and uh and bring your questions to us we'd love to to grapple with those with you amen uh so that is that's what we have for you this week um but we will be bringing you more next week every wednesday we're bringing you more content to encourage you in your faith um so be looking forward to that but until then this has been the afw college podcast we'll see you next time